At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Well, joining us now to talk about his prediction for tomorrow night with Election Day literally, uh, boy, not too far away or literally right around the corner. If you count Dixville Notch in New Hampshire, it's literally right around the corner. And joining us now is the founder of Just the News, John Solomon. Uh, John, what do you think? First of all, let me just get you to react to this absurd comment from New York lawmaker Sean Maloney. Um, Can you believe he said this? Here he is. He's in District 17. Um, This is this new carved-out district, um, you know, essentially, where he's running up against Michael Lawler. And Michael Lawler, there's a good chance he's going to beat him, which would be huge news. And after the comment I heard about Chef Boyardee, he deserves uh, uh, definitely to be beaten. That's the most outrageous, disconnected comment. Listen, all year the Democrats have been talking past the Americans' concerns. They'd rather have a hearing on Donald Trump or a raid at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home than uh, acknowledge the reality that the economy Joe Biden ushered in has inflation, <clears throat> stagnation, uh, <clears throat> and uh, people are struggling to make ends meet. They have tried to use every distraction in the book, uh, and when they ran out of distractions, I guess they've turned to Chef Boyardee. But it, at the end of the day... Americans feel this pain, and until Democrats acknowledge that there is this pain in the marketplace and that their policies are responsible for it, I think the Americans are going to hold them accountable. I think that's the biggest problem. When you look at the polling in the last three to four weeks, undecided voters said overwhelmingly, and including like at young levels, like 18 to 24-year-old Gen Z voters, Democrats did not make a deal with us. They didn't give us something to vote for. And so this is probably a firing election. The Democrats are going to be fired for not addressing the serious concerns that Americans have about the state of the world, the state of the economy, the state of energy, uh, and the state of crime. And in New York particularly, that is a, a big issue. Uh, but I think that that's the first, you know, the Sean Maloney comment is sort of what we've been hearing all year. It's been a rope-a-dope of the Democrats refusing to acknowledge the pain that most Americans are feeling. You know, what's also interesting, John, is the the whole, like, disconnect, as you talk about with crime and the inflation, um, the fact that it's like, oh, don't worry about it. Just, you know, it's not that bad. Things are okay. And meanwhile, we see the Fed raising interest rates and everything skyrocketing. And same thing with crime. It's like they've been making jokes. And in fact, Kathy Hochul basically saying, oh, well, they're hyperventilating. The Democrats are lying, basically. And Bill Clinton making a joke about it, like, ha ah, isn't it funny? You're just going to have to have a billy club, basically, if you go on the subway. Like, it's like it's almost something funny. Um, yeah. it's, it is, it's insulting, I think, um, to I think the voters. Right. And I think it's so condescending, like, like what, what inflation? You know, what crime? Uh, what open border? We see all these things with all of our eyes. It's so obvious. Yeah, that's it. And a few times they've told us not to trust our eyes when it comes to the border. They keep telling us, believe me, the border is secure. Don't trust your eyes when you see all those people pouring across. Don't trust those numbers that said 2.4 million people illegally crossed the border, 600,000 more got away. 
that sort of thing over time wears out. American people are far more perceptive than I think the current Democrat elites are giving them credit for. And I think they're going to find out the morning after this election that the Americans figured this out. And uh, all of these uh, uh, lacking of empathy comments are, are going to boomerang around. I mean, I think tomorrow night will be a tough night. We'll have to see uh, how early on the, some of the key bellwether races are. But when you see Florida count it early, if you see some of those central Florida seats go uh, from Democrat to Republican, if you see uh, uh, the New York governor's race uh, in a tight, close race with an enormous 17-point state, uh, you're going to know that Republicans are having a big night. If those are bigger gaps and the Democrats wins and keeps some of those early seats, it might be a tighter night for the Republicans. But um, I think the, the American people in the last two weeks – have overwhelmingly said in these polls, Democrats did not give us a reason to vote for him this election. Yeah, they didn't inspire. You know, it's interesting. Um, and, you know, I talk to everybody, John, and I, I've talked to many of my Democratic friends, and they have said, um, nah, we're not really interested in voting this time. Like, it, there's an yeah. apathy there. And, and they, exactly, just like you said, they don't feel driven to the polls to vote, whereas there is an energy on the Republican side. Uh, because people are so fed up and so disgusted yeah. and and just see the numbers and feel lied to and, and are worried about quality of life and quality of their pocketbooks. Yeah, it is. This is a are you better off than you were two years ago election, if there ever was one. And is the world better off, too? I think a lot of people look around the world and say it was a lot more stable two years ago than it is now. And I think that that's going to be the driving factor for those who get up and go and vote. They say there's two things always to watch for. The, um, I've interviewed about uh, a dozen pollsters and about 40, 50 people that are monitoring the the polling and the internal numbers for each campaign. Uh, there is a belief, and uh, Robert Cahaley at Trafalgar has this theory, that there's a much larger uh, Republican wave than what's actually predicted by the polls. There's a silent majority that's not going to talk about anyone, but they're so fed up with the state of the country, they're going to go out and vote. They're just not talking to pollsters. If that happens, it'll be a very strong night for Republicans. Another factor that sometimes happens, it almost never happens with Democrats, but some people think it might be a factor. Democrats are so frustrated and ashamed of where their party is, and they kind of know their party's not that popular. They don't have the energy, the mojo. Most of the bad news is Democrat-oriented. The Democrats may not be, um, they may be underrepresented in the polls. That's a very rare thing to happen in polls, but some people are, are open to the possibility that there may be an undersampling of Democrats this year because Democrats are so demoralized by the record of this president. But the, you know, the, the middle ground that most people feel confident with right now, 25 seats in the House is sort of the common number I heard from Democrats and Republicans. Uh, Two-seat pickup in the Senate. Uh, and then if Robert Cahaley's right, that could go up to five seats. And uh, if, if Robert Cahaley's right, it could go up to 35, 37 seats in the House. And if the uh, undercounting Democrat philosophers are right, uh, there could be a little bit smaller than those margins. Yeah. And again, uh, they don't need that many to take control. Um, but yeah. but uh, I agree with you. It's looking like a very good night for the Republicans. Before I let you go, um, John, I got to get your reaction to this comment by Joe Biden, who nearly fell off the stage again. Um, here he was. He's in Westchester. And like he always seems to do, he says the part, I guess it's like the quiet part out loud. And yeah. now they're trying to like, you know, clean up on aisle seven. Here he is uh, making this comment after a climate change denier uh, starts talking to him on the stage. No more drilling. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. 
No, I. That was before I was president. We're trying to work on that, get that done. Thank you. What a mess. So today, Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, had to do, like, flips, not just circle yeah. back sockies, but she had to do flips, <laughs> right, John? She's like, what yeah. he really meant was, I mean, Pennsylvania, which, again, is like a huge key state. Um, yep. They're number three, by the way, in the country that's, in terms of like coal. This is a really significant comment. It's Pennsylvania. Right. Where that, fracking is so big. Exactly. You know? As soon as I heard that, I was like, uh, Pennsylvania ain't going to like that. Yeah. No, listen, Joe Biden has been a train wreck when it comes to recent comments. He had gas at $5 when he entered office. It wasn't. It was $220. Uh, he hasn't had uh, – he's been off the mark on a lot of things and, and actually getting flagged now by Twitter and truth checkers in ways I didn't see at the beginning of his presidency. But things like this really hurt. In, in, in razor-thin races where gas prices are a really significant issue, this hurts because they hear the president say, wait, no more drilling. Well, where are we going to get our energy from? Uh, Saudi Arabia, Russia? That doesn't work. So I think he put with these sort of comments, uh, which, by the way, rocketed across the social media very quickly, uh, put some of these races in even a tougher spot for Democrats that are already slogging to try to, to stay up with the, the red tide that is building. Yeah, no question about it. Um, John, thank you so much. I always love your Great perspective. And thank you so much for being with us. I know how busy you are. And we greatly appreciate it, John. Thanks, Rita. Great to be with you. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.